0: RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole, and you know, every new year, we look at resolutions for kids, things that they can change. And certainly as adults and parents, we have so many things we're always wanting to change. And my lists go on and on and on and on with the things that I want to change. But when it comes to our kids, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the beginning of the year, but it seems to be sort of a fresh start. So how can we as parents help foster these healthy minds and healthy attitudes in our children to get them started in a, at a time that's unprecedented, that people are feeling stressed and we need to help our kids just as we need to help ourselves to come up with ways that we can look at any new year and find ways to be positive, do healthy things for ourselves. And that's what we're talking about today. Joining me is Dr. Nicole Sifra. She's an attending physician in the Division of Adolescent Medicine at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Dr. Sifra, thank you so much for being with us today. So as I was saying, as parents, you know, we, we we have to kind of put on our own mask, as it were, before we can put on the masks of our loved ones and help them approach this year with this healthy attitude and healthy mind But as you would think of this as a pediatrician, what is your first piece of advice to get our children started on healthy habits to create this plan of action as it were?
1: Thank you so much for having me. So I think that when we're talking about New Year's resolutions or trying to make any sort of change Lifestyle wise for children, I think making sure that it's an achievable goal, that it's not something daunting, that's super ambitious, that the child or adolescent is going to be discouraged if they don't meet. And also making sure it's age appropriate and um, appropriate for their individual needs in terms of their growth trajectory, their goals in life, or their academic endeavors, Um, making sure it's consistent with what they're hoping to get out of the upcoming several months.
0: I agree with you. So as we look at the types of things, we're creating this action plan, we're setting our SMART goals with them or letting them do that based on, obviously, as you say, age appropriate, what types of things should they be looking to attempt to change? Would it be fitness, nutrition, and again, depending on the age of our kiddos, teenagers and our 20-somethings, they can, you know, look at maybe how they study, how they learn some of the friendships that they have fostered or toxic ones. What things should we be looking for them to change?
1: I think one of the major things that um, a lot of families and, and kids that I take care of are always looking to, to change and to work on is kind of that psychosocial development. So whether it's being a good friend or, um, you know, helping a neighbor that's in need or doing something volunteer-wise and engaging in the community, I think that those are great resolutions to do something like that, you know, once a week or um, however long or whatever interval makes sense for that child and their schedule. But having that focus um, on Helping others and living in a community, I think, is a great place to start. And that can be helpful for any age. And it can look, just look different for kids of different ages.
0: Well, it definitely can. And one of the things that I have been trying to impart in my own kids, which are 20 and 22, almost 23, that I've realized in the last couple of years is, is this gratitude. As we're seeing more and our kids see so much on social media and they're much more worldly than we ever were but they're seeing how many people are really truly suffering around the globe actually we never knew anything that went on past our neighborhood but they're seeing all this and I've been trying to get my kids to appreciate and to use gratitude and to say god we're so lucky we are so lucky let's take this luck and 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 turn it into great activism and turn it into helping people. And so do you agree with that, that gratitude and and turning some of these things around to help others is a great resolution?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think particularly for adolescents and young adults, it's really hard in the age of Instagram and Facebook and all of these social media platforms to be able to reflect inwardly on things that we do have or how we're fortunate in some ways when we're kind of being primed to think of life as things that we don't have and kind of comparing ourselves to others. So I think that attitude is a a really great point to change um, and something that kids of, you know, especially the older kids and young adults um, can really take to heart and try to work on when they're trying to make goals or changes in their life. So
0: let's look at the obvious things, nutrition and exercise. Kids got kind of sedentary with COVID. We've seen this obesity epidemic. We have seen sedentary lifestyle. We've seen an epidemic of mental illness, quite frankly, in our children. You know, it started probably before COVID, but that exacerbated it for sure. As we look at nutrition, and exercise, and those things that can actually help our, you know, mental state and our physical body. What do you want us to tell our kids about eating for health, not talking about weight loss, but talking about being strong, and especially us us mothers, and and when our daughters hear us speak about our bodies, that negative self-talk, what do you want us to do with our kids as far as helping them along the way to look at healthier choices, to make healthier choices for both those things.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great point and something that I definitely um, talk about and see my patients struggle with, especially during the new year when the dieting industry kind of ramps up and um, has some increase in advertisement. My personal view is to always have counseling that's weight neutral, and is focused on behaviors rather than weight loss. And so I focus on trying to have kids eat a variety of food groups or a variety of fruits and vegetables and focusing on no food is good or no food is bad, but things have different levels of vitamins and nutrition and all of those things comprise a healthy diet. And working on that variety is important. And the same goes with activity really kind of focusing on how activity and movement can bring someone joy and how that can connect them with their communities or how they can go on a walk with their parents or their friends and have that be a social thing rather than a mechanism to lose weight or burn calories. And so I think shifting that focus is something that's really important, especially in teens and young adults who are really prone to disordered eating and eating disorders
0: we do have to be careful of that. And I'm I'm careful with my 20-year-old daughter. And I see that some of her friends, you know, really have these issues. They're pretty prevalent. So we kind of, we look at different wording and, and I don't let her see me looking at myself in the mirror and saying, oh God, yeah, I'm 58 years old. What the heck was that fat? I don't want, I don't want them seeing me say that. Sometimes I catch myself, but you know, I'm 58. I can sort of get away with some of that stuff, but yes, it's important, especially in our teens and tweens. Now, when it comes to education, our kids had a whole different experience than we had, just completely different with COVID. Now, classes are back to in-person. Some are still online, and I don't think some of that's going to change. I think some schools found that a way to reach out to students that are not in the area or that couldn't live in the dorms or whatever it is, but we still need to instill in them a sense of learning, why it's important, how to learn. Because with COVID, Dr. Sifra, I think a lot of kids either forgot or didn't learn how to learn because studying was so different. How can we help them with that?
1: Mm -hmm. So I think it's setting some achievable goals in terms of studying or personal habits. I think sleep is a main issue and, a lot of kids having the virtual school during the covid pandemic was helpful in that they weren't having to wake up so early to go to school because that's very inconsistent with the circadian rhythm and you know the daily sleep wake cycle of teenagers and so i think going back to in person school and going back to those more typical schedules i think that sleep is a major issue that can serve as a great goal for for teens and really children of any age as they get into their daily schedule and foster those good habits that are going to help them be successful academically.
0: Yeah, it's all important. You know, this is just so important that our kids can start off the year with a good attitude so that it's not such, because these last couple of years have really been a fog, I'm telling you. Now, what about rewards? Back in the day... Oh, I'll take you for ice cream if you're good and clean up your room. Or, you know, and we're talking about our little littler kiddos here. But now we don't want to necessarily use food as rewards anymore. What kind of rewards, as a pediatrician, would you recommend for parents that they can, you know, offer up to their kids? Because sometimes, Dr. Sifra, it is a give and take. And sometimes we do have to do a little bit of the bribing to get the kids to schmooze them, to get them to do some things like keep their room cleaner, wipe down the bathroom when they're done, put a carpet down after the shower. These, Just some of these little things that can help make a child more well-rounded.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think every kid is different. And I always say that parents are the expert in their kids, and so they know what motivates them. Um, And what doesn't. And I think for each kid that can look very different. Sometimes that can be, you know, going on an outing with friends or something that they really wanted to do, going to a a concert that they really wanted to go to with friends or some specific activity. For some people, um, it's, you know, being able to show responsibility to get a driver's permit or things like that that are, you know, developmentally appropriate and kind of let them show that they're responsible in other ways before taking on that additional responsibility. And other options are just kind of time doing something that they like, you know, going out to, you know, a park or a fun activity as a family um, and kind of making that time to focus on that child and, um, and build that relationship if that's something that motivates them. So I think it can look very different Um, But I think that every child or young adult has something that is really motivating for them. And parents are the best people to know what that is.
0: Well, we certainly are. And as we get ready to wrap up here, do you have some best advice for parents listening about the mental aspect of all of this? We've been in stress. We have had stressors on us that we've never had before and our kids have felt it they felt it in a myriad of ways there's kind of a global feeling of it can you give us your best advice for ways that as parents and you mentioned sleep which I love and we've talked about nutrition and and exercise and and just trying to look at this overall picture give us your best advice as we wrap up about ways that we can as a family reduce some of the stress maybe in our bubble because maybe we can't take it out of the rest of the world, but we can in our own little bubbles. Give us your best advice and wrap up, Doc.
1: So my main piece of advice, and I believe I said it before, is focusing on making these goals achievable and something that your child can really be successful at. And I'm a huge goal setter. And I you know, really think it can be a great tool to kind of stay on track and um and make sure that you're, um, you know, you're, you or your child are, are meeting those goals. But I do feel like sometimes goals can be stressful and having grace and giving yourself a little bit of a leeway to make something that's achievable. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to go to bed before you know, 10 o'clock at night, every night for the rest of the year, saying, you know, I'm going to try to get to bed before 10 o'clock on like, four out of the five school nights or three out of the five school nights. So something that kind of gives them a little bit of a buffer and allows them to make positive changes, but to also feel successful in making those changes.
0: I agree. It's all about having our kids feel that success. And because that's what motivates them to continue on with whatever those positive changes were. Thank you so much, doctor, for joining us today, sharing your great advice. And parents, you're listening to Healthy Children, and all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. Remember, you can listen on all the aggregates, Stitcher and TuneIn and Google Podcasts and everywhere podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at radiomd.com for the American Academy of Pediatrics, Healthy Children, and Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.